Ryan has been known in the past for his knack at finding hidden opportunity and is also a regular contributor to the Canadian Real Estate Wealth Magazine. Hello and welcome to the Quinny Queens of Real Estate podcast hosted by Manny and Elise from the Royal Group at Century 21 Lanthorne and Associates Real Estate Brokerage in Belleville, Ontario. Today we have a very exciting episode. I actually think all episodes are exciting, but this one I think is so far my favorite. I would to agree. <laughs> Today we have this pleasure of speaking with Ryan Carr. Ryan is a real estate investor who has started his investing journey in 2012 and is making big waves in the investment industry. He has written a book which is coming out quite soon. The summer of 2022. Yep. Mm-hmm. And um, it, I believe it's been, it's able to take his techniques and break it down for you so that you can apply them to your investment journey. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Ryan, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Um, okay, so let's just jump right into it. What made you start your investing journey? I got started back in 2012. Uh, I was an auto mechanic prior to getting into real estate. And um, to, to make a long story short, I went from being a mechanic to getting into real estate because I got laid off. Um, my wife and I had bought our first house. This was in the Oshawa area at the time. And uh, we had bought our first place. And we were doing like the fixer upper thing. I didn't really know a lot about real estate or construction uh, at that point. And uh, yeah, I just kind of took interest in it from a principal residence perspective. And then we bought our first rental property and then everything just kind of snowballed from there. Wow. That's very inspiring. Very yeah. quick. Very fast. <laughs> I mean, what? So that's just 10 years. Mm-hmm. Wow. Amazing. It is. Um, yeah. What is the most important thing you've learned on your real estate investing journey? I'm sure, you know, nothing's perfect. There's always hiccups along the way. What What's their biggest takeaway? The biggest thing for me was education. So um, I, I was a big believer that education was the path to getting you where you need to be. Uh, there's lots of people that have, be, that have been where I wanted to go or had been where I wanted to go. So I just figured, you know what, like, let's, let's learn a bit. Let's read some books. Let's, let's take some courses. Let's, let's do something to get me up to speed. So um, a lot of what I had learned was from others. And then to complement that, a lot of what I had learned in addition was just through my own volition of what I wanted to take generous interest in. Um, I think that the education component to real estate, just like anything else, like whether you want to be a doctor or a lawyer or an electrician or uh, a real estate investor, the education piece is, is huge because other people have made the same mistakes that you are most likely to make. Mm-hmm. And if you can learn from those mistakes, you'll be that much further ahead. And oftentimes it's less expensive in terms of time. And uh, cost component, it's less expensive to learn from others than it would be to do it yourself. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Um, what advice would you give a first-time investor? Mm. Number one is be a sponge and just soak up whatever anybody is willing to teach you. Uh, and number two would be don't quit your job too early right. <laughs> because you ride the high of one good deal. So, I mean, I, I see this a lot. A lot of people say, yeah, yeah, I had like one good deal in real estate. I'm going to quit my job and do this full time. And like, I totally support that. I support those people. I think it's amazing to be entrepreneurial. However, your job, in my opinion, should be considered as a tool, Mm -hmm. right? It should be considered a way to pay the bills. I think it's a tool that can maybe help you qualify for mortgages while you're building your rental portfolio. Um, I I see it as a tool. And I think by quitting your job too early, you're leaving flexibility and risk on the table that you wouldn't otherwise happen to have. So I think your job is a tool. And uh, once it costs you, something like time or money to maintain that position, then you make that switch, but not before. 
Yeah, that's that's great. Um, and I have kind of an on the fly question for you. No, no, okay. <laughs> so, what has been your like? What deal would you say has been your favorite moment? Like, is there a moment in your investment journey that you it's like top tier for you right now? Top tier for me, yeah. It, it was really looking back at, on the last sixty some odd deals that we've done. 60, 65,000, something like that. And uh, that was like development. And that was, you know, basement apartments and flips and multifamily, all kinds of different areas. And really looking back and saying, okay, what's made all of these deals tick? And the thing that makes these deals tick for me is looking at what is the highest and best use of each property, mm-hmm. right? And when you see that, this is a real estate term called the highest and best use. When you see that highest and best use of each deal, that's how you optimize your portfolio. That's how you make the best use of your employees. That's how you make the most money on every deal. Um, that's really been the turning point uh, for me in my career is to see how all of those have unfolded. Um, and I have one too. So this whole month has been about investing and we talked about all the different type of, in, you know, types of investing. Do you have a certain model that you generally follow um, or just kind of that highest and best use policy? I'm really highest and best use. So like I do believe in the bucket theory. So you've got rental properties, there's a bucket for that. You've got flips, there's a bucket for that. Um, in my case, I have development and multifamily, right? There's also a bucket for that. And sometimes when one bucket gets too full, you know, like let's say you have too many flips on the go, but you have no buy and holds, you know, maybe your, maybe your long-term equity might suffer because of that. So I do like to keep it fairly flexible in that space. Um, I do like the, the long-term buy and hold aspect. And I also like the short-term flipping aspect because it keeps the liquid cash flow going into business. Right. It's Makes all sense. about balance. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Okay. And another trick question for you. Uh, <laughs> this is the last one. What is one thing that people don't know about you? Do you have like a favorite food or I don't know, anything kind of interesting? Oh man, I'm a, I'm glad you mentioned food. I'm a chicken Parmesan guy through and through. So <laughs> any, any, anywhere that I could find a good restaurant with a good chicken Parmesan, I am in. Right. I feel like Tommaso's would have a good chicken Parmesan. Yeah, probably. Yeah, it probably would. Yeah, it probably would. Yeah. Well, awesome. Thank you so much, Ryan. We really appreciate you taking the time of your schedule to talk with us. Um, also, if someone wanted to follow your journey, where's the best place that they can find you? Yeah, they can check out thehighestandbestuse.com. I've got a book coming out pretty soon, and uh, I'd love for them to sign up to that, and hopefully they can take some tidbits away from it. Awesome. Thank you so much, Ryan. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much for listening. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please reach out to us by email, theroyalgroup at century21.ca, and you can find us on all social media platforms at The Royal Group. Thanks so much for listening.